You can always expect the joy from a dose of black joy and caffeine, but now you can grab your own caffeine by visiting mimoscoffee.co and grabbing your own coffee from one of our favorite black and women-owned coffee brands. Just visit M-I-M-O-S-C-O-F-F-E-E.co. Go to the store and simply use the promo code BLACKJOY when you check out to receive a discount off their four ounce sample pack. Well, now that you've got your dose of caffeine, let's get back to the joy on a dose of black joy and caffeine. Yes. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on. I know that we were, you know, going back and forth. And look at us. We're, we're over I here twinsies. I mean. Look at, <laughs> I love it. I'm like, oh, did, we got the memo. Like somebody, somebody, somebody passed that around. Oh, listen, we, we definitely did. And our guests got the memo today. So we're going to go ahead and dive on in. Good. Welcome all to another episode of A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. This is our season finale week. Um, and it's just been extraordinary. You know, um, this is season five and we'll definitely be back for season six. So really, really looking forward to it and especially talking with our guests today. So on today's show, we have Tracy Lincoln. And, you know, as I was going through your bio, Tracy, I think you may need to change it because you said content is more than king. And I think it's queen because I, you I are agree. the queen. <laughs> yes, you are the queen of content. So um Sit back as I give you your flowers, but Tracy is currently the director of social media at Parkwood Entertainment and the founder and executive producer at Athens Park Media. And really quickly, we're definitely going to talk about this, but Athens Park Media, um, where did that name come from? So then first off, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You know, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. When I sent over my bio, I was like, I got to update that because Queen, 100%. Like, what? what? So yeah. thank you for shouting that out. Stink minds. Absolutely. Um, Athens Park. So Athens Park, I'm born and raised in South Central LA. And okay. Athens Park Athens Park is the neighborhood, is the community specifically that 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 I grew up in. It's uh, It's the park that it's named after a park that's directly across the street from my home. Um, and, you know, it's it, it means a lot. It's special to me. Um, and it's really like just symbolic of my roots, really. Yeah. OK. I didn't know if it was a nod to Athens, Georgia. You know, I'm a I'm an ATL. Uh, so I was, like, I, thought Athens is, I was like, what is that all about? But, you know, whether it's inspiring or enticing audiences on digital platforms or even crafting stories for broadcasts and streaming networks, Tracy has really uh leaned into this connection of going beyond the story and what it means um, as we're viewing it on streaming platforms, which is uh, really, really beautiful. What was your first memory of kind of realizing this is a thing? Now, you know, to kind of give you a little bit of color around the question that I'm asking, I remember yeah. very early on watching shows like The Game, 
um, you know, when it was like on UPN or even like, um, you know, BET or even um, Scandal really had like that huge um, uh, Twitter kind of like social conversation where it went beyond the, where it went beyond the show. But then it was like, you would also connect social media with what was yeah. happening on streaming network. Um, what was that first memory for you? I mean, in terms of social specific, I, I guess I'll skip beyond, but you know, before social, um, yeah. I I have always loved watching stories unfold. I didn't really realize, like, I feel like that's so that's so like vague, but I didn't really realize that um, until about high school. Mm. So I was always like obsessed with like. <laughs> figuring out like knowing what a character was going to say before they said it or you know like I, breaking through pro plot lines and things like that on shows just like ah well they told me this so uh, this is probably going to happen in the end yeah, um, and even doing that with ads and through marketing I think when I was in when I was a junior in high school I remember seeing one of those iconic Apple ads one of those first mm -hmm. ones the minimalism and all of yeah. that and just um, and even seeing like the VW ads, I remember like looking up, like, what am I going to do with my life? Right. And I was yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm very right brain and left brain yes. and seeing those ads in print really, really made me realize that, you know, the same stories I was seeing that are like scripted or non-scripted on television and in film when I would go to theaters and those types of things, you can do that in really short amounts of time. Mm -hmm. Or you can do that, you know, not through video, through print. There's so many different ways to do it. Um, and 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 I feel like that that was kind of the beginning. Like I, I saw those ads and I remember vividly the moment of seeing them and realizing that there was someone who was making this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you just scroll through magazines when you're younger and you're not like paying attention that much to the stuff in between. And I started paying a lot more attention to the stuff in between. I love it. I love that. Definitely, for sure. And I mean, you know, kind of taking a step back down memory lane. That's one of my favorite songs, by the way. I quoted every show, back down memory lane. I just love it. <laughs> it makes you feel so good. I remember the first time I found out that Maya Rudolph was like her daughter. And I was like, this is hello yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i feel like i run into that like every other year <laughs> yeah 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 i was like this is a moment but um did you go to school for you know creation and creativity and art uh yeah what was your early beginnings of like i guess kind of you know putting more of like an, an educational uh you know backing behind what you wanted to do professionally i think that's a good question i I knew, like I mentioned, I was look. I, my junior year of high school, I was looking up what to do, and advertising. I kept getting advertising on all those generic quizzes and tests and stuff. It was like, you like to write, you like to create, be a copywriter. You know, that's what they told me I was gonna be. And so, um, you know, I when applying to schools, I've always been incredibly interested in writing and fine arts, and so, but also really interested in communications and like just orating and understanding, like. How do we get people to feel and or think or persuade folks through writing? And so I was applying to like communications programs, but also like fine arts programs. Yeah. Um, taking school. And, you know, for me, it was, you know, whatever God blesses me with in terms of which which direction I take, let's th throw the ball at it and see where it lands. And all the communications course, all the communications and, and the more writing leaning programs were the ones that um, were really pulling me. And so in school, I did communication. I'm going to be honest and keep it transparent. I did communicate. I would I would have done business, but I was like, I'm not trying to do 
I was like, "Mm, I'm going to go this route. And I did that, you know, and made sure to like, just really pay a lot of attention. All my like, uh, what do you call them now? Like upper division credits or whatever those are. All of those, I was just really, really focused and making sure I was doing like writing for advertising courses and, you know, things that were leaned a lot more towards like marketing, but are the creative side of things. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's really where that came from. I think I, I feel like I learned more on the job, if you will, than I learned uh, by far in some of my classes. But those were definitely foundational, I think, in terms of like understanding like um narrative structure and mm-hmm. you know like those types of things and how to blend that with marketing um you know i i have worked in film and tv most of my life for music and i love it yeah. <laughs> and i don't really see myself anywhere else but a big part of that has been how do i like you know use everything that i've learned in my experiences to tell the stories within the stories yes um you know because i'm marketing stories like i'm you know marketing television shows marketing episodes and, and yep. films and things like that yeah, that's so beautiful. I mean, I kind of, I definitely understand what you're saying 100% because I think that sometimes I don't really hear the narrative as much when it comes to creatives of like stay in your own lane or like, oh yeah, you right. can't you you can't do all these things. But right. now I think right. that we are finding more people like yourself, obviously not the Tracy Lincoln. Stop, let's, stop, not, stop. Let's, let's never get it <laughs> twisted. But we stop. are finding a lot of people of your caliber to where they are doing multiple things in a social media role. Um we're in the era of the multi-hyphenate. We're in the era of the multi-hyphenate. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, to that extent, what is one thing that is very distinct of how you would define your role today in a social media position as an executive that you think is very different from when you first started in the industry? I'm going to think about that for a second. I'm trying to do that more often. No, yeah. Make sure to take time um, and yes. announce that I'm taking time. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, think about it. Because, you yeah. know, that the expectation honestly has just, it, it has enhanced to where oh. it's just mind-blowing. I think there are so many factors involved. One, I think it's the state of commun- of just comms and how we communicate. Yep. I think the other thing too is obviously the pandemic to where a lot of brands naturally had to lean into their social media, um, like, you know, uh, executives and professionals to their message out there. And the other thing that has always been so mind blowing to me, I think people don't really realize for individuals that are in social media roles, not only are you working for that brand or that entity, Uh but you are also working for Twitter. You're also working for Meta. You're also working for TikTok. You're yes. also working for Reddit. And that's because you yes. have to know those things. So I know it was a bit of a loaded question. And I appreciate no, 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 no. but I'm just like from if you had to go back to like day one of uh, saying, oh, well, this is great. You know, I'm going to do some things on social media. Yeah. One of the things that now you're just like, how did we get here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So so first off, thank you for saying all that. I'm like, I love that I don't get to talk to another social professional on this because, you know, you get it, you know, there, it doesn't matter what field or industry you're in, you get it. And I don't really even have to describe what you get. It means, you know what I mean? So, I'm like, if um, I send I out another it. guidance email, I <laughs> you know what I mean? It's wild, but I think that there's a, a few things. So I, number one, wholeheartedly agree with you. I think um, it's a little bit of a cliche answer, but I think it's true a decade ago, which is a crazy saying, but a decade ago when I first started doing this or really like 
13 ish, 12 years ago when my first internships, when I was first in, you know, I, I got an internship in social my freshman year of college mm-hmm. um, and, and worked in social and other, 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 um, other kind of like leaning or comms leaning um, industries since then. Yeah. And throughout that time, I think attention span is a huge thing and a, a huge difference, I think, in the way that the, the social climate now and how brands show up mm-hmm. um, and how they want to show up. I think the pandemic is 100 percent something I was going to mention specifically because I was at a streamer during the pandemic <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, everything changed for us. Not only did it change for us as the actual streamers, but audience and user behavior change in terms of the way that they consume, not only the content they're watching in, the, in terms of like series and films, all y'all were watching TV. I went from marketing 12 titles, 14 titles a year to marketing over 60 titles for two years straight a year. Oh, um, and I think with that, the biggest thing I'll say is the way that we consume is the way that I think, or is the thing that I think has changed the most and has impacted not only like how we manage social communities and how we manage fandom and those types of things, but also like what types of content we create and lean into. And yeah. content is such a general term, you know what I mean? It's so general. It, it It's used to talk about actual television shows and films. It's used to talk, you know, obviously like uh, video edits and things like that you may create for social media platforms and all of that. But I think the way we consumed all of that change. I tell people all the time, like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. So a loaded question, but like one that has been on my mind, I think for like the last, like since last summer, there was a moment. I think it has where, to be because it is out yeah. of, it's out of control. It's I don't wild. Know. <laughs> I, I think like, yo, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the way that people consume. So now yeah, I was telling someone this the other day and this is, I feel like, you know, you mentioned earlier, like we work for TikTok, we work for Twitter, like please all of y'all don't come after me. But I think that social platforms, and I know I'm a social media director saying this, but I think that social platforms aren't really, you know, we call them that because that's what they're traditionally called, but everything is just a stream of channel. And all content we consume, whether it's a television show or a TikTok or a meme or, you know, whether it be video, audio, whatever, we're such an audio current, audio social currency these days. And like all types of media that we consume on all of these channels is the same. If you ask that, eight-year-old you know to watch television she's not waiting on her favorite shows to come on she's just going watching it on demand somewhere yeah. you know what i mean or she's she's going on uh, tiktoks that she scrolls through are the same thing that you know they, they consider them the same thing as like television shows they watch you know on disney xd or whatever and all of that stuff so i feel like content is content now yeah. and where yeah. we choose to watch it and how we consume it is the thing that has changed like whether it's on our phones or on, you know, on demand or on our televisions or on our computers, like all of that stuff, the way that we consume, I think has changed so much that, you know, Instagram and TikTok and everything, YouTube and dis- even the discords and all that stuff of the world yeah. are, unless you're mostly about just the talking, mm-hmm. unless it's mm-hmm. mostly really just about the conversation, which I think is what Twitter used to be, unless it really is just that, then it's all really just a, a stream, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that you mentioned, you know, um, that for sure. And I think if anything, you know, I feel like while I think that the responsibility has certainly increased um, is, you know, at the same time, 10 years ago, we were complaining about not having a seat at the table for social. And now it's like, okay, we're like, it's everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now they're giving me the gold seat. I mean, I had a buffet the other day. I'm like, okay, go and give me some Ciroc with it. I mean, I was. 
whole thing. I love um, it. And it also, too, opens up, like, I think, higher executive roles. Like, you know, there are so many of, you know, uh, former colleagues of mine that did start off in social and now they're in a, you know, chief marketing officer role. So I think that even that is promising um, in itself. Um, yeah, that ladder up 10 years ago, the ladder up was a little fuzzy to see. Mm-hmm. You know, we were the only ones. And and you know this, and I see, I see your background, too, Justin. I checked <laughs> been doing this for so long you know yeah. and, and and doing it specifically within social i think a lot is like you often find like digital markers who find them way way sells into right social but like yeah uh, i've had a couple roles that weren't that but for the most part i've been you know doing social for this amount of time and back then we were the only people doing it mm-hmm. it was social wearing 50 hats we still wear 50 hats but at least we have teams now <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The value and a respect for the things that we do. Um, everything ends up living on social. I tell that I, I say that I say that in my car roll. I say that everywhere we make stuff, not necessarily for social, but everything we do and touch lives there. You know, yeah. most things that people and companies create and make, they, it ends up living on social. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, you you are absolutely killing it, and I think for anyone that has ever checked out your website, um, that is like further proof of just how much that you're killing it, and. Like, I think the amazing work that you have done, Tracy, is already just like mind blowing. But the one thing that I was actually thinking about that outside of your work is I'm like, damn, she must be great to collaborate with because the 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 projects and I think the work that instantly where my mind goes, because I know that there's like 500 to 600 people that are also, um, you know, <laughs> incorporated yes. through that project. I think yes. we both know that as, you know, former uh, Googlers as well. Yes. Uh, but how would you describe a great collaborator? Oof. Someone who's open, puts team first, and... Oof. I'm torn between the last two things, but someone who's open, puts team first, and comes to the table with their own POV, <laughs> but is willing yeah. to understand other ones. Um I think so much of being a part of a team or a collaboration, and I love collaborating with people. I'm so happy you brought that up. Tribes yeah. are huge for me. Um, tribes are huge for me. I've created, you know, multiple that like I'm super proud of, and like, um, you know, the the people that I work with in not only in my nine to fives but in my five to nines. I'm so happy that I get to work with those people. You know, mm-hmm. they enhance me and make me better, and I try to do the same for them. Um, you know, I, I great collaborators provide for me anyways great great collaborators aren't afraid to push back yeah like you know great collaborators aren't afraid to like throw up a red flag or they see something they say something you know um great collaborate again coming to the table with a your own pov or just the knowledge and kind of like awareness to be like hey i don't really know but i know i want to be a part of this and i know yeah. that this is the type of thing that i want to do so like how can I help? Like I've even, you know, I'm I'm open to that even. It's but being able to like know, you know, what it is you do and what it is you don't, I think is like super key and big. And you're right. So much of the things that I've done in the past, everything honestly has taken a team. Sometimes mm-hmm. huge, like you know, from uh Google and things like that, and sometimes smaller, but you know, whether it's a three person team or a fifteen or twenty person team, I think collaboration and those kind of pillars are always really important things that I look for. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, I think yeah. that one of the things that I have been doing, which I, I didn't used to be as vocal about it, 
but I am very vocal now with like, I want to work with people that I genuinely like yes. that have good energy. And I have been vocal about now saying that even in a corporate setting, because I want people to, even if they're thinking about collaborating, know yeah. where my energy is when, mm. when, when it comes to like working with me, you know, right? Um, because I think that sometimes if people don't know you, there's a, there's already a way that they want to work that they're like, oh, well, you, this person may not be open to my ideas or whatnot, but I, I always start off meetings by that. I said, let's just have fun. I want to work with all of you, get to know you as friends over time. And then let's just like create some, you know, great right. things. Yeah. Right. So. And I think the more organically that can happen, the better, you know, yeah. um, I made a web series like five years ago and the people that I met on that have been, you know, my, my, my tribe, not only in life, like these are the same people I, I've been, I just got engaged recently. These are the same oh, people. Congratulations. That, thank, you, thank you. You know, these are the same people that are showing up in my engagement party will be at my wedding, but we also make dope stuff together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And like, I love them for that. And so creating that to your point, it's like sourcing out that energy you know, you often find like people say now, like it's so hard to make friends as an adult or like, you know, like, yeah. or I, I know I, I have multiple of them, like my Twitter friends, right? Like people who I've, some people I've met in real life, some people who I haven't, but like we share similar thoughts. We share similar interests. There's that energy that I even get sometimes through the screen, you know, like being able to have that in real life, being able to have that in our, in our like social space communities and those types of things. Like it's the same energy, honestly, Justin, that I feel like I want to try, especially for fandoms that I manage in yeah. community. Like yeah. I try to replicate in like my with my brands, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And you've done that, I think, one hundred percent. You know, whether you've been working at, like I said, from Hulu to Google to Disney to Paramount Pictures, and also at FX. And I have to say, I would love for you to talk about the work that you created for Atlanta and also working <laughs> on that series. You had to know that was coming up as somebody I, that went to high school in Georgia and also is just a huge fan. That is that is literally in my top three favorite shows of all time. How was that experience? Um, a little pinch me, you know, yeah. I think um, I, you know, like I said, I grew up loving, loving, loving television specifically and have always been a really big fan of Donald Glover's and was a fan of season one of Atlanta you know still to this day to me one of the top three television seasons ever yeah uh, the first season of Atlanta um so you know when I got that role um it, it, I was still on I think like a little bit more the junior side but um FX being the literally one of the most iconic marketing powerhouses ever. Mm -hmm. They win all the awards. They do all of the things like in, in the beginning, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I was intimidated season. They had already done a season. Um, the social presence for Atlanta was already a thing. You know, people were writing articles about the Atlanta Twitter account and the voice there and speculation about like, who's writing this? Is this a part of the writer's room? Like what's going on with the Atlanta Twitter account? And yes. those kinds of things. And so social for that series had already had a life of its own. And so a little intimidating, but also like hype, just hype as hell about like the potential <laughs> and the wealth of opportunity for making stuff of this, you know? And that's what I was talking about earlier. Like I love telling stories within the story. So one of the things that I think like I've realized about all, most of the work that I do <laughs> is if some role or another, I've always tried to like be an extension of the thing that I'm talking about. You yeah. know, so I'm always trying to build like 
most a lot of campaigns that I build have been like more in-world campaigns. I'm like, oh, the movie is about this. Let me try to make, you know, make yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. and create something that's an extension of that. And with Atlanta, so much a part of the heartbeat of that show. And so being able to, you know, um, I, I worked on Robin season, which is season three of the show. Yeah. Um, and also worked on the second season. And with with those seasons, it was so interesting. You know, each season of Atlanta has an incredible theme. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so with that theme, just the <laughs> mind blowing like opportunities you can kind of create to like not only Easter egg for fans, but you know, how do you get them involved in hype about maybe potential new characters? How do you keep them with a show that's so nonlinear? You know what I mean? When you watch an episode of that show, you never knew what you were gonna get every week. Yeah. Is this is this episode even gonna be about these characters that I know? Or is it gonna be about something completely different? Is it gonna be an episode full of fake ads? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of that, you just never know. So I think the the opportunity to create those in-world experiences was super dope. Um, crafting new voices for the Twitter account, um, being able to, we, we, for that season, really focused our, we made our Instagram as an example for, for pre-launch. And this is like talking about being in world and you're from Atlanta, mm -hmm. you know, we sent, we, we, we sent a couple, um, a couple people who just were really in tune and in touch with certain parts of the culture there, um, specifically related to the show out and just said, Hey, go make stuff while you're hanging out, make stuff. Yeah. 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 So, give us and dump us your photos, your videos, your this, and we want to create this experience on Instagram to make the user feel like they're smack dab in the middle of the city right before Robin season. You mm -hmm. know, like, how do we how do we put that grit and that cold and that, um, um, you know, like, strengthen that narrative and push that across on Instagram? How do we make them feel like they're there before they even know where they go? Yeah, right? How do we yeah. set up the world before the show starts, really? Like, how do we do that? on all, and, and utilizing our social really handles including marketing and promo and those types of things, but you're really using our handles where that's an everyday experience that the user gets to go to. Mm -hmm. And that's their community for the show. Right. Yeah. So like, how do we build that and, and Easter egg them just a little bit before, before the show starts. And I feel like we did that. It was, um, oh, 100%. you know, a really cool experience to be a part of and to be able to work with creators, honestly, and, um, and filmmakers and, 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 and writers and those, and everyone on the behind the scenes of the camera, for that show to create an experience that not everyone is down, right, to do that. Oh, yeah. And so it's really interesting and cool to be able to say, for them to be able to say, yeah, we really rock with that. Like, go ahead, like, let them, and, and expose them to the environment before they get here. That's dope, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, you did it so, so well. So, I mean, huge kudos to you with that. You know, yeah, we thanks. call this show A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. Well, because I like to think I'm the caffeine. Yeah, you got your little caffeine there too. But y'all, but you're really the joy because it's such a joy to have you on this show and I appreciate your time. Um, if there's one dose that you have to give to, you know, when we think about Black marketers, creatives, PR in individuals yeah. that listen to this show, and I like to say a dose because I think that, you know, it's that energy booster that people need. What's the one dose that you would give um, guests and our listeners that are listening today. If you build it, they will come. Mm. Just start building, you know, regardless of what you have and you don't have or what you know and you don't. Just start building. I know that means something that probably means something different for different for, for people who are going after different things, but honestly it's a it's a something that's fueling me right now. It's one of the things that is top of mind. Um, I wake up every day now and think about building and like what I'm doing and 
how I want to do it. And um, I actually was talking to my mentor yesterday and he mentioned something to me that I was like, huh. He's like, you need to do more stuff for future Tracy. You mm. need to think more about what, how you'll think, what you'll say, you know, think about, you've already done the things in the future, you know, right now, what you're working for is that, but you've already done it. So, you know, build your journey, build your path towards that. Think a little bit more about, you know, um, who you will present yourself as, who you will, what, you know, what do you, what legacy do you want to leave behind? I've been thinking a lot about legacy lately. Yeah. Um, and, and thinking more about, you know, how to, how to achieve and reach those goals, work, working harder, not smarter, all of that good stuff. And, but just building, you know, and, and that's meant something different for me at, at really every year of my career. Sometimes that means working really hard. Sometimes that means pause, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it, it really depends, but yeah, if you build it, they will come. That's, I think the dose. I like it. I like it. I mean, that's definitely, uh, speaks to the way that you move for sure. Um, congratulations. You mentioned that you're recently engaged. So, um, yeah. huge kudos to you. You know, I hey. think anybody that is in marketing, advertising, PR, social, um, our jobs, I think are incorporated in our lives a whole completely different way from like other professionals. Um, and also like industries, how do you make time for yourself? I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still figuring that out. But the the balance, that word has always been triggering for me. Yeah. Um, because we work in social rights to your yeah. point. Like, <laughs> gotta be aware of all the things that are going on with everything. And I work in entertainment and and that means that like, you know, whether it's like pop culture or news and social and economic climate like all of that stuff you got to be aware of it all so mm -hmm. even when i'm on my personal channels i'm consuming for work yeah it doesn't matter where i work right yeah. I'm, I'm 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 at some point even when i'm unplugged from work i'm at some point there's like this thing in the back of my mind where i'm taking and considering the things that i see and thinking about how it may impact things mm -hmm. you know i'm in 2020 amongst everything of COVID and everything in june of 2020 when 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 George Floyd was murdered, you know, the social brand social literally lost their minds for three weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. Every brand it didn't matter whether you're in entertainment or in news or in tech or whatever. You know, just what are we gonna do? What are we gonna say? How are we gonna do this? What are we gonna? All of those things and that balance. Uh, even during moments like that, I, I remember getting woken up on a weekend, like we need to, you know, just Same here. That constant, yeah, that constant, like anything can happen at any time with anyone um, is tough to kind of manage sometimes yeah. having to work on the weekends, having to do monitoring, having to just do everything. All I think for time. me, it, this, this season, at least I'll say what I've found to be helpful is literally putting my phone away more tactical, but like, okay you can't be tethered to me all the time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and and making and realizing also like this isn't brain surgery you know what i mean i'm not a doctor i'm not saving lives yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and i think entertainment is important but like i'm not saving lives and so i think um the, a lot of grounding um in moments where you're putting out fires or those type of things um is important um untethering myself yeah the last two years, I would say, actually really since 2020, but untethering, I wasn't able to untether myself until 2020, like middle of 2021. Mm -hmm. um, 
And doing that has been super helpful. Maintaining my boundaries, all things that I think that we all, words that we all now use because yeah, we're more yeah. equipped. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. in the last three years, I knew the word boundary, but I didn't, I never enacted it mm-hmm. in the way that I do now, you know, and, and placing hard no's, whether it comes my, to my nine to five, my five to nine, my personal life, making time, being intentional Yeah. Um, about that. Um saying yes to self-care practices and not, you know, being defensive when my friends and my family are checking on me because I'm the one who works a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. That's always a good, that's always a good thing. I always say like, and it's, it's, you know, I mean, I feel like, especially within certain communities, there's this level of like, oh, I don't need to be checked on or I'm good. Or like, you know, so much of being a self-starter because naturally we thrive off of being successful and like holding things down. But I'm just like, hit me up, check on me, say hi. I'm like, I don't care what's going. Like, I need y'all to know what's, you know, I need y'all to know, uh, you know, we over here still breathing. So that's good. And the other thing too is I feel like, you know, especially in marketing advertising, at least within social, there's, we're so, at least I think a good marketer is focused on processes and like procedures. And I think that we don't do that enough for our personal lives. So I've been doing that. I've been doing that yeah. for myself. I know it could sound a little kind of nerdy and like corporate, no. uh, but I'm like, nerdy. yeah, I'm like, what process do I have in place for me? Like, you know, yeah. yeah. And again, I'm still learning. I, I don't think it sounds nerdy at all. It's like <laughs> over the last three or four years, like we've seen people like really young people have serious medical conditions because of the amount yeah. that they're stressed and this and that and just everything. And, and, you know, that scared me, honestly. Yeah. And like the increase in that that we have seen over the last four years, because we've all had a little bit more time to pause some of us, like that scared me. And it was a big reality check for me because I was the working 80 plus hours a week person. I'm still that person. But yeah. figuring out the balances, you know, now, even if I like literally this happened to me a couple of weekends ago, I was like, OK, I'm waking up Saturday. Here's exactly what I'm going to do. All of it was work for like maybe seven, eight hours. Right. And I was like, I'm going to get this deck done. And then I'm going to do this for this client. Then I'm going to do this shot list. And then I'm going to finish this day. You know, and it's like, I woke up and I was like, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you have to. Definitely. Yeah, give yourself time for that, you know? I mean, as much as we talk about, I think, the professional industry and we talk about backgrounds, I love to talk about vacations. What's the best vacation that you ever went on? I went to, oh, vacations. First off, I'm really excited because I'm planning vacations and stuff right now. So thank you so much for bringing this up. You just reminded me I need to get back to it. My favorite vacation I've ever been uh, gone on, I went to Thailand, Singapore, Singapore and Cambodia um, for two and a half weeks, uh, like a, a trip to Asia about four years ago, five years ago. Um, and my visit to Cambodia was 24 hours. Um, and it was incredible. Yeah. It was one of my favorite stops. I thought I also going visiting like the islands of Phuket off of, uh, um, off the coast of Thailand was also amazing, but Cambodia was, I wanted to stay for <laughs> much longer. It oh man. Yeah. It sounds amazing. Yeah. The people, the food, just like, the culture where we were staying, it was amazing. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I gotta, I, I'm, 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 I'm planning more trips and things right now. And 
forcing myself to take breaks, which is a part of what you were you were just talking about. Yeah, definitely. I know I am doing that. I'm actually looking at it right now because I don't know how much longer I could take the weather in the Bay Area in terms of yes. the rain and the cold. I'm like, oh goodness, I think I became like a West Coast snob, but I'm just- Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> well, we've been battling that in LA too, all this rain. I feel like I know. All, all everybody's been talking about. And snow. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I am- yeah. <laughs> so I am with you. Um, I would love to talk about Athens Park Media. Um, I mean, can you talk a little bit about, I guess, what made you start, you know, this uh, media company and then also to like the foundation of it? Yeah, definitely. I was, again, like telling stories, um, you know, telling stories within the story, something I've always loved. And in 2018, 17, 2017, 2018, 2017, um, I met a coworker um, and who, you know, shared that love. And um, he told me about a story he had. And immediately I was like, I want to make this. I've never made anything before in this respect, but I want to make this. Yeah. Um, you know, again, coming from studios and networks and those types of things, I've been in the rooms and been in, you know, the spaces where you know, at um, higher levels, you know, been in development sessions and marketing sessions and legal, I just follow the gamut. And I was like, I, I, if we make this though, I want to do it in a way that matches and mirrors as closely to those studio and traditional network. Nice. To yeah. Give our crew the experience as close as we can. I'm, you know, I'm not making million dollar budget titles, but how can we do this and and do it as, and mirror it as close to, to that as possible, especially because we're building a tribe and wanting to start something new. And so we did that, you know, started a writer's room. We had casting directors. We had this, this, that, a set of producers, just everything. We made a show and um, called Out of Pocket. And I love it. And it's really where I built that built that crew. And immediately, I, I was always like, you know, like a lot of us, I think, who are social media, I was, we wear many hats. So I do graphic design and video edit and all this stuff. And I was always like building websites on the side or, you know, like all of that stuff from like 10, 12 years ago, I was always building websites and designing logos and like doing all of that. Um, right out of college, one of my friends, he ran for, um, he ran for um, a state position here in California. And, you know, the year after school, I was running the digital for, for a political campaign while I was at 20th Century Fox, actually. Yeah. You know? so <laughs> it was like, okay, I'm like out here doing this. And he ran for uh, a state assemblyman and, I'm doing that and doing that. So I was always doing that stuff on the side. And eventually I started a company mostly for like legal reasons and tax reasons. I was like, I, I need to like sure up. Yeah. And then once I got more focused after I did that web series, I was like, huh, I think there's something to this from a production standpoint and more and more also in social, which you probably experienced. My nine to five roles were allowing us to come up and concept content Mm -hmm. supply and kind of like supplement marketing campaigns yeah and so absolutely. i was you know scripting whether it was like in the beginning it was like scripting liners and stuff for talent or like uh you know covering and interviewing talent on red carpets and premieres and things like that oscars emmys whatever and then it became oh no i'm you know kind of like at atlanta i'm writing promos but like story in world promos for like huge talent and we're crafting these like supplemental narratives that are scripted mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's, it's a part of the world and i realized i could do that on my own too yeah. like you know people have been asking me to do certain things and i was saying no not really understanding why i was saying no because mm -hmm. i didn't think i could do it 
I didn't think I could do it at scale, you know, saying mm. something that happens in like a multi-million dollar, you know, industry that's more traditional and then trying to replicate that. I didn't think I could do it at scale. And then once I saw what I made with my web series, I was like, ah. yeah, <laughs> they didn't have any cameras out here. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, There's a lot more to it, but I was like, okay, got it. You know, copy, yeah. like, I can do this. Um, and I also saw this need for like smaller and mid-sized businesses, a ton of them, you know, had wanted to create content at that caliber, but didn't have the funds or the budget or the advisory to do it. And so I just started leaning in all the way. Wow. So um, my company, we, APM, we, you know, not only do production, we just shot a short film series this past weekend, wow. you know, we're, you know, in development on multiple shows and documentaries and things like that right now. But not only that, like, we also, you know, from a media standpoint, do digital and media audits and yeah. help advise customers and our really clients and, and various businesses and even individuals to how, you know, uh, we do audits of their their digital presence and we do audits of, you know, like maybe content to produce. It depends on the need. Um, and then we also, you know, again, the production services and like those types of things as well. So I think for me, the biggest thing has with APM has been how do I, or number one, what types of client, I don't say, we don't say yes to everything, right? I think yeah, that's been a part yeah. of the season that most of us have been experiencing over the last three or four years. Mm -hmm. And so what types of stories am I tapping into and what clients am I taking on? And how do, how does the, how do the things that, uh, the stories that we're telling or the content that we're tapping into, like really drive uh, community in ways? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and is there a part of that narrative to the story? So that's been, I think the biggest focus is like, foundationally um, working with my tribes internally and the tribes of my clients and really building that like connection with the projects. If there's not a connection with the project, then I don't usually ever really want to tap into it. Yeah, I always find that like, you know, the, the more, even, even, even crews that I staff up for productions, like I send the, I'm sending the grip, the script, right? Like I want, yes, I'm paying you for this, but I want my, even, you know, people who may may not need to be as tapped into the story, the sound recorder, like, I want you to like this oh, yeah, <laughs> before absolutely. we sign on, you know, yeah, um, yeah, I don't want it yeah. to be for a check. Um, and, and that's been really, I think, like the, the feeling behind the projects um, have been really true driving forces for what we say, what we, what, what, I, what I've worked on and what I haven't worked on over the last three or four. Years. Oh man, I love it. Well, listen, I mean, earlier what you said your dose was is build it and they will come and you have uh -huh. certainly built something. So um, <laughs> I'm sure that this is only the beginning of it. Uh, wow. For the people listening at home, what's the best way to stay in contact with you? Uh, um, I am, well, you mentioned my website, it's tracylincoln.com, yeah. um, but I'm on, I'm on all, I'm on all the internets, you know what I mean? Okay, I'm on what's, all okay well, what's your Instagram handle? Let's start here. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Tracy Create, um, my name, T-R-A-C-E-Y, Create, and yeah, that's it across everything. I love that so much, definitely. Yeah. Um, I have one final thing that I would love to get your uh, thoughts on, you know, I think yeah. that um, when it comes to um, particularly creatives and when it comes to uh, individuals that listen to the show, sometimes they are juniors first starting off. Yeah. Um, I hate to be so typical in this question, but, you know, if we had to go back 10 or 15 years, you know, when you were first getting started in this uh, industry, what's one of the things that you wish you would have known? 
that just because it doesn't exist, you could do it on your own. Also, I don't think this is a cliche question because so many people ask everyone. And I think it's important. I know I was asking and I still will. I yeah. still ask people who are, you know, uh, people who I look up to and aspire to be. I ask that question, too. So I think just because it doesn't exist doesn't mean you can't make it. Yeah. Um, I, I think so much of what I've had to do and what I've seen happen around me and my peers, um, and, you know, I, I, I would venture to guess, we don't know each other that well, but I would venture to guess some of the things that you've had to do even <laughs> is at some point or another, at some point or another, we've looked around, didn't see the yeah. thing that we wanted to do and said, huh, oh, goodness. you know, yeah. so, huh. first it's like that inkling, that question, like, <laughs> this. If only, like, if, well, only if, if only I would have had a GoPro on my head, I tell you, <laughs> it, is a, it is it is a movie because I didn't yeah. I just I've also seen and heard and been in some wild just <laughs> you know you know like uh don't be afraid to speak up or keep speaking up is a thing I would have told myself because that's gonna like help give you a voice. Yeah. Um a whole lot of copycats these days, and I feel like uh, you know the people who tend to stand out have that perspective have a voice so like keep speaking up number one doesn't matter where you are whether you know you're a coordinator or an assistant level job or a PA or whatever or you know an executive keep speaking up and then just because it doesn't exist doesn't mean you can't make it yeah there we go listen you I know? love that I love that for listeners Better the builder. That <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I feel the same way, especially because that's you being innovative. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't even. And I'm I think that's what I love the most about your background, Tracy, is that like I could tell like you don't I, I, you know, like I said, we just met. But I'm I'm hoping that this is the start of, a, you know, I, a long friendship, which I think that it will be. But it's like, no, let's not. There's really nothing too much to talk about. Like, let's just do it. Like, let's do the thing. Create it. <laughs> disrupt I've been like the biggest thing I think um you you asked me a question earlier and it made me think like what's one of the things that I feel like I've tried to do in my career has been like disrupt you know like you can you every like social is a platform and the networks are going to give us their confinements like their rules they're this they're that the platform has limitations feature wise but like how do you use those features and change it up and do something different yeah. I've tried to do that in my current role where I'm at, where I am now. I've tried to do it in the past. Always like I'm not just doing the thing just to do it or like, you know, it's like disrupt, shake things up, you know, shake things up. That is the way oh. to do it. Well, yeah. listen, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate thank it. You. Keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're an inspiration. And if you ever need anything, a listening ear, uh, I'm always just, you know, a LinkedIn message away. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This has been amazing. Um, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super hyped to close out. the. I mean, season six, let's go. I can't wait. Yeah, tell me about <laughs> it. We're about to hit 100 episodes. I, so. I know. I was literally going to tell you, like, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> let me give, I don't know how many, have you gotten your flowers? I'm like, let oh, me feeling <laughs> it. Amazing. Yeah. I love, I, thank you so much for having me on the show and congrats on all your successes and everything. Thank you so much. It definitely is an honor. And thank you all of the listeners. I mean, without you, where would we be? Like I said, 30K strong. And I definitely appreciate it. Thank you all so much for the reviews as well on Apple Podcasts. And also too, there's now a new feature in which Spotify allows you to see people that are following the show. And it's great to see that 15K are following on Spotify. So I appreciate you all. As always, stay safe. 
and remember that you deserve a dose of Black joy and caffeine. Take care.